Why, hello everyone. It is time to double your pleasure and double your fun. It's time for Ed. It's time for Sean. It's time for part two with your pals, Geeksters. And welcome to episode 255. Sorry. <laughs> welcome to episode 255, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. <laughs> like, <coughs> it's throwing me off. So really? <laughs> the normal voice? <laughs> yes. The polite, like, hello and welcome to the show. It is I, your gracious host, Sean. <laughs> and Ed. It's so bizarre. It's just weird. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You're freaking me out, man. <laughs> You're freaking me out, man. <laughs> I could try like, oh yeah, it's time to dim the lights and get the dogs. <laughs> it's time to spread that peanut butter around <laughs> while you listen to part two of Geeksters. Is that better? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in a weird way, uh, yes. <laughs> dim the lights and light the candles and lube up that midget. <laughs> it's about to go where no man's gone before. It's Geeksis. <laughs> the better? Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, well, uh, tough. <laughs> We're rebranding. Rebranding. I'm rebranding the opening. That's it. Same opening. I'm just going to rebrand it, modify it a little bit. Okay. I'll be the polite host. Hello and good evening. <laughs> Welcome to the program. It is I, Sean, along with our co-host, Ed. Is that harder to do? I mean, like, because you kind of have that Barry White voice because of, because you're a smoker and you have that kind of Yeah, I also have that naturally. Barry, yeah, deep, even deep before Barry. I was a smoker, people used to say, like, you should sure not on radio because you have that that voice, that deep voice. And I'm like... You're saying I got to face your radio? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Call me ugly? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Um, I mean, it's not really hard to do, to not switch. I mean, like, I've been doing it for, what, three years, four years four now? Years. Well, actually, yeah, you know what? I, I wanted to mention something, but we, we haven't mentioned before. This is actually this past month, August. We were on radio for four years. Like, it was our fourth year of anniversary in August that we were yeah. on Aquanet Radio, <clears> so... So, okay, so it's like for four and a half years, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's time to strip down and get the butter. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I just, you know, I mean, it's it's difficult, but I mean, I always think about what I'm going to say anyway. Like, right before, <laughs> at, least, at least when I'm getting on air and when I'm warming up the audience, like, you know, doing the intro, what I say on the show is by, fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing. But at least with the opening, it's like, oh, let me try to think of something funny to kind of get people motivated yeah and it's like oh yeah like i i always kind of felt like the show should be like people you know at home just relaxing you know maybe with a little like cup of wine or something like a goblet of like while they're getting ready to watch their favorite program or listen to their favorite radio program they'd be like you know what got some time to kill them i'm laying in the bathtub just you know letting the toxins just fly out of my body i'm just i'm in a bubble bath with a goblet of wine and a hot towel on my forehead i'm listening to geeksters i'm like oh yeah sex of time let's go baby and 
You yeah. can see that's the thing. The whole time you're explaining it, you have that deep voice. So in a way, it's like it's Barry right. White. It's and getting you in the mood. And then, and then when you're doing his intro, you're like this woody nerd. <laughs> woody nerd? <laughs> like, hello, I'm welcome to Geeksters. Elizabeth, time for double your pleasure, double your fun. It's so sexy time. <laughs> sexy time with Ed and Sean. It's Geeksters. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm going to start doing the opening that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's time to start the news. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. It's time to double your pleasure and double your fun. It's time for Geek Stories. <laughs> geek Stories. <laughs> right now, there's people going, oh, it's so sexy. <laughs> Sorry, I just won't do it. I'll just like be my normal self. Hi, welcome to the program. <laughs> there you go. So here in part two, we get to do the show. Yes. <laughs> so like, like a dense version of the show in a way. It's, it's a real tight, tight show. Yes. Tight, tight, tight. <laughs> we get we get the box office in. We get the new releases in. We get the uh, nerd news in. Yes. It bing bang boom. We even talk about a Thursday night movie. I'm telling you, it's an action packed fucking hour and fifteen minutes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just enough time for you to get to work and back. <laughs> <laughs> I figure most people drive like half hour to work. Maybe. Maybe. You know, if you want to know, tell us how long it takes you to drive to work. You can contact Ed. <laughs> or Sean. Uh, yeah. So I mean. Uh, not much to do except, you know, sit back and enjoy the show, and we'll see you at the end. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. So start for Aquanet Radio and those apps. All right, so when we last left the show, we were going to start the show. <laughs> All right? So uh, let's get, well, let's get on to our Thursday movie. Yes. Okay, our Thursday movie. Was a documentary. It was a documentary, yes. Our friend Dave Saban came over. Um, and we opted to watch the In Search of Nimoy. Yes. Which was the documentary on Leonard Nimoy that his son was doing. Um, For the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. Right. And it was happened during, the, and then his father passed away during the filming of that stuff. Mm. So they used that kind of to springboard into a documentary about his father. Yes. Um, <clears throat> had star studded. I mean, there wasn't like, there were some people that were like they got everybody pretty much felt like um, Shatner, Takai, Michelle Nichols, Walter Keon, anybody from the original series that was still alive. Yes. Anybody from the new movie, um, the new series of movies, was talked. Um, mm. Some other people like his uh, Liam Nimoy's brother and his sister in law. Yes. It was it was really informative. I I mean I, I kind of was like wow it was pretty good like I I really enjoyed it. No, I enjoyed it as well. I just think that it wasn't complete. I don't. I think there was still a couple things that were missing uh, from the documentary. There was two books that 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 Leonard Nimoy wrote. Was the first one is I am not Spock, right. and then the other one was I am Spock. It was a kind of like I think at one point he was getting tired of being. Well, during the documentary, they did kind of say like after the show, he it, he was hard to find work. Yes, you know he he was a. So it might have been during that time when he was like down on it. Not I wouldn't say down on his luck, but more so, like stuck. he's being typecast because right. he's Spock. Like what happened? The majority of actors in the '60s and '70s, once their show was over, 
there there was no place for them to go. Mm-hmm. Like it, some of them couldn't break into movies because at the time you were either a movie star or a television star. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of crossovers. crossovers because people were like like Adam West. You know, while he did Batman, had a hard had struggling. Same with Nimoy. He did a couple movies in the seventies, but he never broke out because. Well, he did. He did do uh, Mission Impossible season right. of Mission Impossible, where he, because he one of the things that he did mention in the documentary that he admired Lon Chaney as an actor because right. of the Man of a Thousand Faces. He could he could do makeup and become a completely different character than what you would see him as. So he kind of admired that. And he wanted to kind of be that kind of actor. Right. So uh, Mission Impossible gave him that opportunity where he was wearing different faces, different makeups, prosthetics and stuff to do that. But then after a while, it was like a repeat of like – Right, it was the same characters over and, and over again. again. So he was getting tired of that. So he left that show because you know he figured I wanted to do something yeah. else. I want to act. Yes. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I mean like I know – I think maybe the reason why they glossed over the, like those two books is probably because um, – it was kind of touched on, like, he had a, a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son had a, a narcotics problem, apparently. Yes. Um, it was, I think it was more about a celebration of him yes. rather than a, like, and then it became dark. Like, even he, even when they talked about, like, the um, the relationship between him and his son. Right, they never really got into specifics. Right. And that was the other thing, I think. They kind of held back on it. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I understood that in a way because you don't want to, you really don't want to keep bringing up bad blood in a family, right? And I, I think also too, like when you get a, a beloved character like Spock, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is go, you know, you, would you rather have him be remembered for who he was or who he really was? Yes. Now, and I, I thought the the real touching part of the whole documentary was he written a letter to his son. Yeah, and uh, it was like a four-page letter, and he like, he took major expert ex- excerpts out of that letter to kind of promote more of what the the documentary was about, and it really was t- like a touching letter yeah. to his son. It was, it almost almost made me choke off just a little, but uh, I stopped. Uh, but <laughs> it was it was it was it was, it was touching a touching letter to yeah. to hear that you know that he was he was a caring person. He really was. He was a it was a caring guy that that really. Uh, just wanted to, you know, be, lo- be loved and love the world, and right. I think he, I think they really portrayed that really well yeah. in the documentary. They, they also threw in some of like the the popular Spock memes, you know, or like uh, the clip where he sings Bilbo Baggins, which is my like, my favorite worst song ever. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> little hobbit of them all. Anyway, so but what they did was somebody put that video on the view screen of the original Enterprise and the original cast is like reacting to that, including Spock and all. It was cute. Yeah. Um, they also talked about like my personal favorite, I got a big chuckle, was the obsession some women had with Spock the character. Yes. Because he seemed so uptight and so repressed. Like they even had like like well, what makes him attractive. And they actually cut to one of my favorite actresses, Angelina Jolie, in an interview. And she's like, he's so so tight, like you just want to feel, like you just kind of want to tear him apart, kind of. And I was like, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> like <laughs> in my own personal story. I, I, like I said, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely, definitely worth watching. Yeah, yes. I mean, if you're a Star Trek fan, that's definitely one that should be on the collection wall. Right. You know, that was a Thursday night. But I don't know what hit the theaters this weekend because uh, 
I was busy. Anything, you was busy. I was busy. I was busy. Well, so what? How, what? What's the top five? The top five. The top five movies is this. Number five movie is still number five. Logan Lucky. It made four point four million over the weekend and twenty one point four overall in the three weeks release with a twenty nine million dollar budget. So all that right. is not doing well at all. Uh, the number four movie was the number three movie of last week. Leap. It made four point eight million over the weekend and eleven point three overall in the two weeks release. And I have no budget for that, so I don't know how much it cost. Uh, the number three movie was the number four movie, so it went up a spot. They changed positions. Ooh. Wind River, it made $5.8 million over the weekend and 18.2 overall in the five weeks of release with $11 million budget. So it's uh, doing a profit there. Uh, number two was still number two, Annabelle Creation. It made $7.3 million over the weekend, 88.9 overall in the four weeks of release with a $15 million budget. So expect Annabelle 3. Uh, or, or another another. <laughs> <laughs> number right. number one is still number one. The Hitman's Bodyguard it made ten point wow. two five million over the weekend and fifty four point nine overall in the three weeks release with a thirty million dollar budget. All right, I, I mean, I, I think it's well deserved. I don't. I mean, let's face it. Let it enjoy its time because this weekend is it coming yes. out. So I think that it's going to be the number one movie in the. You know, oh yeah, definitely. Like it's going to be the number one movie. What movie? You know it. it What's it? It's the It movie. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> They're called Stephen King's It. Yes. Uh, we should be seeing that this weekend. So uh, I'm seeing it this weekend. Right. I don't know if you're going to be there. I, I'll be there with you. <laughs> so we'll, we should have a review on that next week. All right. All right. So uh, what's coming out in video games? I already know one. Yeah. Well, let's start with movies first. And then we'll oh, go yeah, let's go to movies. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I'm just so excited about video games this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's coming out? Uh, Rough Nights, the first one we should talk about. It's the. Uh, uh, it's the. Uh, I'm gonna say it's the girls' night out. It's the white version of Girls' Night Out, right? With Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yes. Um, I honestly thought it was still. In, I didn't even know when it was coming out in theaters. I thought it was like a a fall winter movie. <laughs> I didn't know it was a summer movie because we never once mentioned when it was on the box office. No, nope. never hit the top five. Nope. Uh, so I'm like, wow, it's coming out. Wow. Like, <laughs> did no one see this? All right. Whatever. All right, what else? Uh, we're going to go through a list of 4K releases. This is, these are movies that have been previously out on Blu-ray, Blu-ray, but they're now coming out on 4K, the 4K treatment. Uh, Blade Runner, The Final Cut, is coming out on 4K. Kingsman, The Secret, Serv- Ser- uh, Secret Service is also coming out. Red and Red 2 are getting the 4K treatment, as well as Cabin in the Woods and Minions. All right. Uh, All Eyes on Me is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this week as well, this Tuesday, if you want to see uh, a Tupac, Tupac movie. Yep. All right. Well, you give me that look. I, I, mean, is it... I, I, just, I don't have anything to say. Oh. I just had a look. <laughs> I, 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 is that a look of, like, we never went to go see it? or No, that's a look of, like, thank God we never went to go see it. Right. All right. Well, now you get your chance to see it on Redbox. Redbox it. All right. What else you got? Uh, I got a bunch of Sinatras uh, coming out here. Uh, there, there's Portrait of an Album and Sinatra Sings as a two-box set. Okay. The Royal Festival Hall and Live at Carnegie Hall. Live from Caesar Palace and the first 40 years. All the stuff, if you like Frank Sinatra, there you go, kids. I, okay, I got to ask, why Frank Sinatra? Like, Chairman of the board, Mr. Blue Eyes? I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, did he's, he's, a, he's a great singer. Okay, but did he star in any kind of nerdy stuff? I mean, 
like Robin it, and the Seven Hoods. Okay, well, I the like original, that movie. The original Seven's oh, Eleven. Okay. I'm just like, right now there's somebody out in you know, England going, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, blue eyes. Some people some people in England like. I'm just saying, showing your age there, pal. All right. <laughs> I actually never seen him saying it's all. It's really? Like, yeah. So oh. after, after he passed away, I was like, oh, I appreciate that man. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Now, this next list, these are all re-releases, but they're re-releasing it in what they call romantic comedies. Romantic? Romantic comedies. <laughs> and I think this is a real push for some of these movies. Please bear with me with this list. It's a pretty long list. Austin Powers, three-movie collection. Barbershop, the next cut. Blazing Sal's 30th anniversary special edition. Caddyshack, Caddyshack 2, two-pack. <laughs> <laughs> the campaign and due date. As a as a one set, Dukes of Hazard unrated with Starsky and Hutch. I would get that two pack. I like I like Dukes of Hazard. I thought Starsky and Hutch was funny. Was movie. pretty funny. Yeah. All right. There's one I would I would go for. Four film favorites of the Lethal Weapon series. Four film favorites of Police Academy one through four. <laughs> Friday one through three collection. Get Hard Hall Pass. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle with Harold and Kumar go uh, escape from Guantanamo Bay. Have the uh, Hangover trilogy, okay. Horrible Bosses one and two, Keanu, Man, The Mask, Son of the Mask, The Nice Guys, Project Dex with Beer Fest, Rush Hour with Rush Hour two, Sherlock's Holmes, the Sherlock Home Bundle, Tin Cup, Vacation, War Dogs, We Are the Miller, We Are the Millers, Miller, sorry. We are the Millers, and Yes Men with Get Smart. That's okay. the list. All right. So if you haven't picked any of those movies up and you want to like kind of like a package deal, there you go, kid. Sure. All Why right. not? Romantic comedies. Romantic comedies. Yep. Ooh. Big list. Wow. All right. Then we have The Flash, the complete cer- three, third season's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. All right. Supernatural, the complete 12th season's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. Okay. Rowan and Martin's Laughing, the complete first season's coming out on DVD. Just Shoot Me, the complete series is also coming out on DVD. All right. Benny Hill's World Tour New York is also coming out on DVD. Okay. Score, a film music documentary. This is a documentary based on how movie movie scores are created for for various films. And... um, if you're a fan of of, mu- of music in films, I mean, this is kind of a documentary you should see. I've kind of seen this in one, so it's kind of a nice documentary. All but right. uh, since I was a musician, and you know, but anyway. And <laughs> well, why'd you peter out like that? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, and it, the last one is it was 50 years ago today. The Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, and Beyond. It's a documentary based on the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band uh, uh, album. And how it was created and, and all that kind okay. of stuff. Are they going to talk about the backwards talking? Isn't it the one with the cover that someone's pointing at, at like, uh, Paul? Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all uh, that kind <laughs> of, like, you know, like, they, they have the original Beatles there. And, you know, like, everybody's pointing at Paul, like, because he's dead. And, right. you know, that whole thing. And then uh, but it's actually not on that album, uh, I don't think. Uh, no, that's a magical mystery tour that has that uh, oh, backwards uh, okay. thing going on. All right, um, but you know, they, I mean, there was a lot of different things. Like I've seen a documentary on the Beatles themselves. It's called the Complete Beatles, and it has 
they talk about Sergeant Pepper's like a lot in that uh, uh, documentary, and just the, the various songs of how they were created and what was done, and George, how George Martin did, who's the engineer that created this, the uh, helped them with the uh, album, and how creative it was back then, and like you know, in that uh, time okay. frame. So, all right, and that is all I have for uh, movies and television and and music. Uh, is there any honorable mention? Mister Mom. Mister Mom. Yeah, Mister Mom. That's all. That's my. My pick of the week when it wasn't on the list. Mr. Mom, very funny movie with Michael Keaton and Terry Garr. Yeah, it was. it's a re-release on the Blu-ray. It's coming out again this week. <coughs> so if you haven't picked it up on Blu-ray, it's your chance. It's a very funny movie. It's, yeah. it's, it kind of takes on um, – it's a movie about a, a, a father raising kids rather than – it's a role reversal, especially in the early 80s. Yes. Where most women were housewives. What? Do you fart again? Yeah. I, I, my, my butt's a toot. Just <laughs> get over there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go see Mr. Mom. There you go. Movie. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. All right. So now, what's coming on video games? Video games. RBI Baseball 2017 by MLB.com for the Switch is coming out this Tuesday. Yep. Then we have Lego Worlds by Warner Home Video Games for the Switch. And that's a, t- Friday, a Tuesday release. All right. Then we have. Oh, crap. <laughs> Ultra Wear Numeruo Mask of the Truth by Atlas for the PS4 and PS Vita. And that's a Tuesday <laughs> release. All right. Destiny 2 by Activision for the at PS4 and Xbox One. And that's a Wednesday release, it's saying. Yes. Now, of course, I didn't put every iteration on there, but there is a lot of different versions of this game if yes. you want it. They have the like the collector's edition, they have a special edition, <clears throat> they have a Titan, Warthog, what was it? there's three of the three classes. Well, well, yeah, there's a Titan, a Warlock, and Hunter. Okay. Um, so there's diff- those three different editions. I didn't I know that there's the big one, the two hundred fifty dollar one comes with like a like a um, uh, a messenger bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a GameStop limited edition hundred dollar one, which comes with a steel book, some extra tchotchkes. That's the one I got. Of course, it is. It comes with the season pass too. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. There's also for those people who don't know, I don't know if it's happening over in, in the other in the other s- countries, mm-hmm. but Rockstar has partnered with them. So like a lot of the Rockstar drinks now have codes that you can enter to win. I think there's a grand prize is a motorcycle. Based upon which, uh, like either a hunter class, Titan class, or warlock class, but you also get these special in-game Ingrams, which will unlock special gear. I'm like, I'm also in. Yes. Uh, yeah. The um. And of course, they have the standard version. The standard. Destiny <laughs> too. Who cares about that one? Um. Yeah. So GameStop's doing, even though it comes out Wednesday. I'm kind of curious on why it's coming out Wednesday rather than Tuesday. I don't know if the holiday, like Labor Day, had anything to do with it, or well, it's an online game, isn't it? Well, it's, mul- it's a multiplayer game. That yeah. There is a single-player campaign, so technically you could. You yeah, know? but most, most people are probably going to play the multiplayer aspect of it. They sure. Want, they want to get and show their nuts you know, out there. Right. And yeah, but it's how not. how much balls they got. And... Um, I, like I said, so GameStop's doing an 11 o'clock Tuesday night release. Mm-hmm. So that way you can get home, install the game, and be playing it by midnight, I guess. Yeah. I know that anybody who bought like the digital copies – can go into and can buy it now for the preload, meaning that like come Monday or Tuesday, 
it, it starts getting loaded. What? <laughs> see, it's the eight-year-old in me. Freeload. Freeload. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was my preload. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's okay. A lot of boys had that problem. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you'll have my review on it next week, too. All right. That's Destiny's, Destiny's twin bitch. Okay. You know, we're like, all right, I'm going in, playing Destiny again, see how that's going to run. <laughs> I can't wait. And now we have uh, Monster Hunter Stories by Capcom for the 3DS, and that's a Friday release. Okay. And Drive Girls by Axis Games Incorporated for the PS Vita, and that's a Friday release. Drive Girls? That's what it says. All right. That's weird. Uh, all right. Anything else? That is all the video games that are coming out this week. Uh, yeah, I got nothing video game related. I, I've been playing just a lot of Mass Effect. I have, like, one more... I noticed that there's four planets I have to re- kind of solve shit on to get them to mm-hmm. 100%, you know, get people to live on them. I did three out of the four so far. Three out of four? Right. It's a shame that three I'm... Three out of four It's a <laughs> shame after this weekend I won't be touching it for a while. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be destined to detune it. <laughs> ah, okay. Now, or... Um, uh, well, Stacy apparently talked to somebody. Remember that game we were talking about, the whole psychological aspect of it? Mm. Sangun's Nightmare or something like that? I thought it was like Blood something. Oh, right. It was a permadeath game. Remember we talked about the mm-hmm. permadeath game? Yeah. Um, while I was in Texas, I actually talked to a friend of mine and her boyfriend who are like super big gamers, and they had bought it and said that they liked it. Now, why Sean decided to bring that up? I have no idea. Well, because chances are I'm probably going to buy it this oh, weekend coming okay. up, and that will probably wind up having a review for that as well. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's why he brought it yeah, up. Yeah. Like, like, why would you bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> why would you bring up your spending habits on air? Because that's what I do. That's my job. I buy stupid shit and talk about it. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then let's get right to the all right, kids. What do you got this week? Well, this top story, I saw this story this week, and I thought I got to bring it to the show because it's one of the things that we talk about related to the story. You all right? My yeah. headset went out, so oh. I had to fix it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like, kicked the wire or something, and you know, we're gone. <laughs> the one thing that we've we've talked about is Disney movies. Disney movies. And the one thing that makes you do the most is? That was my share. I would say, uh, <laughs> 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 I was say like, make you do it in your <laughs> It makes you cry. Yeah, it's exactly oh, it. Oh, I got it right. <laughs> I like, That's exactly it. I was going to say it makes for. her sing in the car. My <laughs> second choice. <laughs> no, the, 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 the uh, producer, uh, Roy uh, Conley, and uh, he's, he talks about why characters die in Disney movies. Because I say so, I'm the fucking mouse. If, the, if I say you whack them, you whack them. People love to fucking cry. Well, <laughs> it's always a concern for Disney about how, like, when characters die in a movie, how kids react to it. They okay. love it. <laughs> Continue, Ed. <laughs> Pay no mind to him. It teaches him a valuable life lesson. Well, it doesn't really teach them about really a, a valuable. Well, it kind of does in a way, but more or less that kids can actually handle death, life and death uh, type scenarios better than we think they can. Sure, because yeah, they sure because they're not as attached to those people as you think they are. They've only been on the planet for maybe like eight, nine, ten years. 
how, how attached you can get to somebody. So if after like 20, 30 years, then come talk to us. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's why. <laughs> so he said that like, cause he's, he was, he was the producer for uh big hero six. Bitch. And- <laughs> oh boy. You, you gave a name to her pain. <laughs> And the latest film, the which one am I going to cuss out now? Uh, Born in China. That's the is the, the uh, animal, one? animal documentary that they oh, had. Is there little animals die in that movie? Yes, there is. Oh, spoiler! Spo- well, obviously we're talking along the path of hey, here's a movie that <laughs> to kill off people. And people are crying. Here's a movie that none of us have seen. Uh, well, apparently they have, they had a lot of me mo- had a lot of meanings over this movie particular the Born China in China one, one because. There were animals that died, so it's right. it's not like a cartoon character right, that passed. Shit. It's real life stuff, and that they felt at this point in life, if the kids are like feel that they they're mature enough in a way, not really mature mature, but just like mature enough in terms of like animals dying, that they're going to handle this pretty well. That they they can they can take on the fact that if a cheetah passes away. It's it's natural. It's like natural. It's, 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 it's mother. It's it's the it's the mother it's nature the of life. life. Exactly. We learned that in the Lion King. Exactly. It's the circle of life. Boom. Trying to hold up the tiger. Simba. <laughs> Simba. Simba is a lion. Lion. lion whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's not real anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's basically why they, I mean, it's just that simple of a way of statement of saying, like, that's the reason why that they feel kids won't be that upset over the fact. So Disney's trying to tell me how to raise my fucking kids, telling me that my kids aren't, they, they should be able to deal with it. Who, who are they? They one percenters. <laughs> what? Kids don't really understand death. Um, because I've watched a lot of Disney movies with my, cl- my former class and stuff. Mm-hmm. It always fucked me up far more than it did them. They'd be like, Miss Stacy, why are you crying? You're like, they don't really get it, you know, like depending on their age. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they really understand what death is and how permanent it is. You know well, what I mean? I mean I... If, you, if you show The Lion King to a mm-hmm. five-year-old, right. that five-year-old probably doesn't understand what happened to Mufasa. Right. The, all they see is colors singing Hakuna Matata. Look, there's a right. near cat in a hula dress. As they get older, they may have experienced death on their own, whether it be like a grandma or a grandpa or, God forbid, someone f- much closer to their age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But a lot of kids don't really get it. So I think it's easier for Disney to put something in there that – I mean, I've never watched a young child cry because of these movies. It's always the adults. Always. Well, well sure, because, uh, I mean, I think it's because – as a as an adult can recognize a situation or like put yourself in that position that I think little kids haven't grown enough to be able to say oh I can empathize with that character because I or sympathize because I too lost my father right. being pushed and ran over by a bunch of sure. animals you know you know I mean when you watch what joke can I insert in here <laughs> about a tragedy <laughs> Like I too can understand with my mom being shot by a hunter. Like I sure, no. Just saying, like I like okay, like you don't have to worry about that kid. You know, yes, your friend got lost in another dimension. Big Hero Six is now going to become Big Hero Seven. Like you know, it's 
I can relate so much to that. <laughs> oh, am I being insensitive? <laughs> no. Oh, right. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. So, uh, of course, people don't understand when I'm sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Disney said the reason why we do it is because we know that that kids are more resilient than you're giving them credit for. They exactly. Can take it. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of the time, we know it's going to go over their head. Right. You know, unless, you know, in 10 years, they didn't talk to us. Like, you know, when they go back and go, oh, I used to love this movie so much. Let me go watch it. Why? Ah! That, you know, they go, I hate Disney. All right. I, okay. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. What do you mean, get what? Like, like how people get really upset over characters dying in movies. Because well, it's generally like a lot of times it's the plot moving forward. There's a reason for right, it. You it's need, not like you need your like oh, you know what we don't need you anymore. Like, <laughs> why do we need? Why do we fall? Yeah, that's that's we need your hero to overcome personal tragedy exactly to become the hero that they were meant to be. It's a classic movie trope, right? That works all the time. I do think that it comes down to writing, acting. Like you know, I, there are movies where I'll watch. Like City of Angels, mm. remember that movie? It was it's not, probably not. I'm probably gonna be people will be like, "Oh, I kind of remember that one." Starred Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan. Right? Okay. Nicolas Cage played an angel who came to Earth, fell in love with Meg Ryan, and decided to sacrifice his wings to become human to spend the rest of his life with her. I've never seen that movie. Wow, like. really? Okay, because spoiler at the end of the movie, right after he makes the sacrifice to become human. She gets killed. Of course she does. You know, uh, Niagara Falls, Frankie. I, me and my friend, um, it was like a group of us went. I look over my friend's girlfriend at the time, crying her eyes out. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't believe it. It was horrible. I, I, I couldn't believe how I got sucked into that movie. Or, okay, let me put it this way. I'll always cry at the end of King Kong. You know, like, <laughs> like it's, it's that. It, there's just something about it that's so sad. Like, here's a guy. Comes out, you know, gets drug out of his home, yeah, to a foreign place, put up and stage in front of everybody. All he really wants to do is get the girl. Finally, he gets the girl, and well, hey, look, let's be alone for a little bit. Climbs a building, plane starts shooting at him. He he slips, he falls to his death. I mean, you go, that's a tragedy. It is. He didn't want to do anything. He just said, you know, get a little something, something, <laughs> and a little something, something, because she fit in the palm of his hand. It was a real little something, something, <laughs> you know. But I mean, you kind of get, you know, you feel for that, like. He was just just a regular animal. Yeah, you almost have it. Yeah, almost have Until you got the little something something. <laughs> Literally a little something something. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, come on. The de- okay, I want to try to make it bring it bring it back to Star Trek. The funeral for Spock in yeah. the second in Wrath of Khan. It can make you a little choke up a little bit. Like, Jim, I have been and always will be. I, I I can say I was I was deeply crimes. I was deeply upset over that. Yeah. I was because you go, oh my god, they killed Spock. Like it's like you because you always go, okay, it's always the red shirts that get it. Some Joe Blow that you'll never <laughs> see again. Maybe in like six episodes later because they ran out of, of extras <laughs> to kill off, and you're like, wait, wasn't that guy in this like episode whatever to give a title to it? And right. you're like, yo. And then he gets killed again. You're like, well, it's the red shirts. It's like it's yeah. the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, like a major character dies. Like when I was watching the new Battlestar Galactica, I really got upset over it because a lot of characters that you did care about 
that were kind of minor characters, but they were in it a lot. Like right. they, their faces were there. They were a part of the, the glue to the team. team, right? And they they were like there, and you you kind of figured they're almost like the major cast. Like that's how like big right. they got, and they get killed, and you're like, wow. And it just it just really kind of freaked me out to watch the show anymore because I'm like, who's gonna die next? And when they shot Adam at one point, you're like. Holy shit! It goes all the way to the top. Like there is nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody safe. safe in this show. He's first on the call list. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you're like, wow, you know, it's just like, and you 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 get shocked by this over and over again. But then after a while, you get so desensitized by it. You're like, yeah, I don't care if he buys it. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, most of the time, if you're, if any, I think any smart viewer knows, uh, this is where it turns. This is where it yeah, happens. Some dark has to happen yeah, here. Like, like, uh, we're 20 minutes in. Hero's kind of lackadaisical, like, not, not a care in the world. We got to bump somebody off to make him snap into reality that the world's a harsh place. Suck it up, buttercup. Now you got to rise to the occasion to become the hero that you were meant to be. Yes. Happens in all most of early Tom, Com- Tom Cruise movies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hot shot pilot. Best friend dies. Has to overcome adversity to the way save the day. Days of Thunder. Hot shot racer. Gets into a major car accident. Has to overcome that to win the race. <laughs> <laughs> Risky business. Hotshot kid. Uh, gets his play, gets Has sex with a, a beautiful hooker. She steals a crystal egg. He's got to overcome that adversity to try to get it back. Herpes. <laughs> Crabs. Crabs. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, sure. All right. I mean, so Dizzy's, Dizzy's like, we ain't killing off anybody anytime soon. Like, we're not going to stop. You guys fall for it all the time. <laughs> it works. Nope. People fact, are buying them. In fact, now we just put it in the beginning of the movie so you can relax. And it's like, okay, that up? Come on. You trying to tell me you never cried the first 10 minutes up? Me? Yeah. No. Not once? No. Not ever? No. You're a, you're a human. You're a Vulcan. <laughs> you, Live you, long and prosper, motherfucker. You, you are a heartless, <laughs> uncaring, unfeeling bastard. Like you never, like... That ten minutes, like you see the life of the, that couple, and then all of a sudden they, they go from a couple to him being alone. That that is, when he has the plane, when he has the, the tickets to go traveling, the one thing that they wanted to do because they wanted to be adventurers. Yes, and like they, they have, he was going to surprise her when they got to the top of that hill, and she does not make it. Yeah, killing her, and then his how the the distraught in his face, so drawn, so brilliantly that you want to sob. So deeply for this character because yeah. you feel for him because of the whole life they spent together, living a happy life, and the one thing they wanted to do, he's finally going to do. He he saved enough money so he could do that, and and he she died, and he can't fulfill that destiny. Yeah, that's nope. it. <laughs> like you put yeah. yourself in that, spending that entire like, like you throw yourself into that character. You treat the, a good writer will make you the audience. I sympathize the, for the character. But you don't cry? But I knew it was Ed Asner, and I don't like Ed Asner. <laughs> so I said, fuck him. <laughs> so, all right. All right. <laughs> Did you cry at the end of Old Yeller? I don't remember seeing Old Yeller. I, I know what happens to Old Yeller. Right? Yeah. I mean, I cried like I, when I was, I think I was 10 when I saw it. I cried like, you know. I don't think I was. I, see, my parents always. The, well, you know what? Sad movies. No, they, no, they. It was always the sex scenes. They always kind of cut out. You know? <laughs> they always try to, you know, death. Fuck that. Sex. No. Yeah. I got you. All right. Yeah, but All I don't right. think I don't think if if, if my dad said it was like too depressing of a movie, we wouldn't go see it because 
It right, you go to a movie to escape your real life shit. If your real life shit can be kind of depressing, why why go to a movie where it's like, oh, this is like real life? Yeah. Go see a drama. Like, why well, I want to see shit explode. Cars don't explode. Well, I'm gonna run away from them on a day to day basis. I cried. I cried when Luke lost his hand <laughs> in Empire Strikes Back because I'm like, how's, I mean, he gonna, how's he gonna I, masturbate? I I, <laughs> I teared up with the Han thing in Episode Seven. Like, I always get emotional at that part. Yeah, I know. You know, and I make fun of you every time. Yes. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Sensitive bastard. I'll, I'll, clearly, I'm the one who cries. <laughs> I'm the crier of the group. <laughs> what do you mean he came in second place? I mean, I got upset like when uh, it, it was, uh, I think, phenomenal. It was a John Travolta movie where he's his brain power is getting increasing. Phenomenon. Out. Phenomenon. And when phenomenon. He, <laughs> da, 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 da. Sorry. <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. Where his, he starts being able to do things yes. with his brain. Right. He's, you know, he's able to do, figure out things and read books at, a, at an alarming rate and learn languages and all this kind of stuff. And everybody was afraid of him in the small town because of who he was. He was just a simple mechanic in this town. And everybody thought, wow, like, who is this guy, George? And he was telling people, like, if you do this, if you use this kind of uh, manure, your crops can grow and a much better rate and da, da, da. you know like he was helping trying to help people nobody wanted his help because they thought he was strange because they didn't understand him and here he had a tumor in his head and he was trying to find there was a there was a woman who was a single mother with two kids and he was trying to you know he was in love with her and trying to you know show her love so finally she's finally reciprocated and he dies in this movie and it's such a sad sad movie and i i cried then does that, does that make you happy? Sure. All right. I, I mean, I'm not, not judging you. I just say, well, you call me a cold-hearted bastard. Well, so. I mean, there's certain things that like you just kind of go, like you're not moved by that. I am glad to see that you were touched by what we call John Travolta. <laughs> all right, shouldn't we all? He's like, <laughs> apparently Greece is the word. <laughs> all right, what else you got there in the news? You know, it's been 10 years since Superbad. Did you know that? 10 years for Superbad? Yep. Wow. And apparently now they're talking about the fact that Jonah Hill didn't like Christopher Ms. Piat. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, Ed, uh, McLovin? Yes, McLovin. Didn't like him? Did not like, the, like that actor at all. Really? How come? Yes. Apparently since the audition, uh, Christopher was always uh, upstaging Hill. Oh. And hurting his performances, so he couldn't stand the fact that you're upstage of you, right? So there was there was always this animosity towards it. Of course, Seth I, I, Rogen and Adam Goldberg, who the the writers of the right. film, that was like, like like one of their first ones. First thing you do is you cast those two, right? Because they they loved it. They they loved the 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 uh, butting of heads and the the arguments that would happen. Right, because like when you, when you see that that movie. It really does look like Jonah Hill is like really annoyed all the time at McLovin, and he is. And yeah, because he's like, "You upstaging me, you fucking bastard! I gotta act harder. I'm a stoner. Yes, a chubby one at that. <laughs> I'm a chubby stoner. I'm a chubby stoner. God damn it, McLovin. <laughs> I mean, okay, I can see that. I'm, does it say like whether or not like after ten years later the two of them are like best of friends or no no they no, never they parted ways just gonna throw that fact by there. <laughs> like Jonah Hill didn't like the other guy even ten years later 
<laughs> well, I say they, but they were there like, since it's been a ten anniversary. They were talking about it, and that right. was one of the things that was brought up. And they, and they, I think I think Jonah Hill now appreciates Christopher's acting, sure, because he's an Emmy award winning or nominated uh, actor. So he, uh, Jonah Hill can walk him and go, "Did you get nominated for an Oscar? No, fuck you. Who's to be an actor? Yeah, and then you go, weren't you fat and then thin and then got bigger? I, I, I don't. Which Jonah Hill am I talking to? Plus size model or super plus size model? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Am I talking to 21 Jump Street or 22 Jump Street? <laughs> Jonah Hill. Oh, or are you Moneyball Jonah Hill? Because that's where you were really thin. Serious Jonah Hill is thin. Funny Jonah Hill is fat. I, well, which Jonah Hill do you like better? Do you, do you, do you like thin Jonah Hill? I think Jonah Hill is fine no matter what. Thin or, thin or not thin. Thin or fat. I, I don't. It doesn't really matter. I'm not like a... Ooh, a Jonah Hill movie? Let's go see that one. I, I, I <laughs> like it has to be the trailer. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, okay, go ahead. I mean, well, yeah, like when you go see a movie, it's who, who's in it. Yeah. But there's certain actors like Idris Elba will get put my ass in that scene. Right. Jonah Hill, not so much. It depends on who he's acting with yeah. and, and what else is there. 21, 22 Jump Street, great movies. Moneyball is a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Um, the War Dogs, great movie. Mm-hmm. But he looked really big in that movie. Yeah. Like, clearly, the diet that he was on for Moneyball, he stopped and decided to get way bigger. Because I don't think it's method acting. He's no De Niro. Like, <laughs> you know. Well, the thing is, I thought he was creepy looking thin. Uh, well, that's kind of well. Okay, that brings up a good point. Go ahead, finish that sentence. So, like when 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 Moneyball when it was before Moneyball came out, they were showing pictures of him thin, and I'm like, that is the worst idea he's ever had <laughs> in his career. I mean, like this is going to kill his career. And then he did Moneyball, and you go, well, he was fucking good in that. Like, I, I can't believe this fat stoner can pull this off. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, did he get sober for this role and thin out? <laughs> that's right. But you bring up a good point though. Yeah. Of of. Actors who are bigger, when they lose weight, they don't. Drew Carey. Oh, yeah. Drew Carey, you saw him. He was an overweight. I wouldn't say he was fat, but he was definitely overweight. Yes. Loses the weight, starts doing prices right. He looks a little off. He's like, is he, is he sick? Like, is he? Yeah, you kind like, of be concerned. You're right. like, you know, I'm like, I went on a diet, lost weight, assholes. Like, right. <laughs> or, or, or John Goodman. John Goodman's another guy who, Dan from Roseanne. Yeah, yeah. He was really big, slimmed down a little bit. And, and, you know, most of the time he even said himself that I, I'm a lazy bastard. I never just never exercise. I now appreciate it. And that's the reason why I walk with a limp. I got health problems. So it's definitely like when you see him thinner, you go, oh, is, is he okay? Like, right. uh, you know, there's just certain actors that I think maybe it's because we're so used to them being He's that so, size. So wait, yeah. Like it would be like, you know, if Jim Carrey or <laughs> John can't. Oh, 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 my God. Get the hazmat teams in here now. Wear the suits with the gas mask. That was really bad. It's Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Man, it's a smell day. I'll tell you. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> you fat fuck you. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Now, if I got real thin, you'd be like, oh, my God, is Sean sick? Like, <laughs> I wonder what kind of gas you would have if you were thinner. 
I'm probably worse. <laughs> I'm eating healthy. Healthy food stinks. <laughs> the shit you're eating ain't helping. I'll tell you I that. don't understand because I was fine all day. I was. Fine. I think. I think you wait for the show. I really do. I, do. I. I think your body knows. Come seven thirty, I'm going to shit myself <laughs> with air, I, with gassy air, I, and it's going to be funny. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little scared, a little nervous. I'm just like, why are you nervous? Because a lot of people are listening to us, and my body's like. Can I perform? Can I perform? Can I perform? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm expelling the not funny stuff. <laughs> Whew, you can truly shut up, stop a show, motherfucker. <laughs> Holy crap. <coughs> Fuck. <laughs> My God, it's, it just doesn't go away. <laughs> it's like a sticky you, bomb. You, you just go, you go, all right, it's a, and it's like, oh, no, it's a new wave. Oh, my God. Did you fart again? No. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I think I smell lovely. <laughs> popping the seat. You smell like a skunk that sprayed manure while ro- <laughs> ro- ro- sprayed while rolling around in manure. That's what it smells like. Okay, so it sounds smells like flour from Pampy. <laughs> I would be thankful if it was flour from Pampy. I'm gonna, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do an experiment on the show. I'm gonna have to get one of those charcoal. Underwear things. Yeah, we keep talking about. It. Let's 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 make this happen. <laughs> let's go from from talking phase to performance phase. <laughs> Follow our Kickstarter program. <laughs> Help us breathe on this show, people. Give till it hurts me. All right. So what else you got there in the news, Ed? Well, you know, let's talk about Suicide Squad. Uh, all right. Two. Okay. <laughs> yes, they're sequelizing this movie. Apparently, there's a holdout though. Do you want to guess which of the actors is holding out of this film? Will Smith. You are correct, really? sir. Get out of here, really? All I'm, right. I would have... <laughs> no, wait, wait, come back. You're the one reading the article. Um, I would have thought it would have been Jared Leto, because I had some articles about him. Okay. For, I guess, I'll wait for next week. Yes. Unless you spring it on us now. No, I don't know. I'm not spring on us. That's all, all I right. got. Okay. So, I, yeah, I got some Jared Leto Joker news next week. It's not because of money. Script? It's not script either. It's timing. Oh. It's timing. He is now working on two films. So they pushed the uh, production back to fall of 2018 to start filming the the uh, Suicide Squad 2. He is working on Gemini and the... Holograms? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and Lion King. Okay, hold on. Lion King's a voiceover work. Yes. I mean, do you mean don't you mean uh, Aladdin? Aladdin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, I apologize. It is Aladdin. I'm like, wait. Aladdin and Gemini are the two movies. Yeah, I don't think he's he didn't get uh, he didn't do uh, he didn't do Lion King. He's not doing. No, Lion. he's doing Genie for Aladdin. Yeah. But that's voiceover work. He doesn't have to really be on on set. So give him his lines. Let him go into a really. Studio. You think it's do you think it's just voiceover work for something like that? I don't think. I just cannot see Will Smith in a unitard with dots on all over his face. To be I, tracked. I, I don't think that either, but I also think that for a natural reaction type of thing with voicing, you want to be there at kind of almost like a live moment. Like All even right. if you're in the, like behind the camera with a microphone. Okay, Will. I would say Will's pretty funny. He can be a good um, what do you call it? Improviser. Mm-hmm. So maybe being on the set is actually a good thing with him in a microphone going. You know, so yes, and and talking off to the right. side. 
And then you know the guy with the big silver ball and a stick is standing there, right? And he says, kind of like they did with the like the TED movies. They remember the behind yeah. the scenes TED? Okay, they'd have the two eyes and the ball, and it was just this little standy that would be there that for the animated TED. Right, and Seth was off to the side, side you know, riffing a little bit, yeah. just doing one line. All right, I'm, okay, I guess so. I guess yeah, sure. So I think for something like that, like when you're talking voiceover work with animated movies, I mean they're going to draw the script, they're going to draw the movie basically. As they see it, right. they have a storyboard written out, and they're going to animate it that way. And here's the script, and here's the lines that we can work out. And then we'll have to probably do some redrawing once they right. once they do this characters start making voices or whatever, and how they are going to react to certain things. And wouldn't this be better if I did this way? And then they, you know, especially with gotcha. uh, right. uh, Robin Williams doing Genie, I'm sure they had a fuck. We got to redo the whole Genie thing. Well, <laughs> you know? apparently that's that's supposed to be the rumor. Is that the reason why I wasn't nominated for an Oscar? For a screenplay was because he ad libbed too much. Yes. So like I mean I guess I get to your point. Sure. Apparently there's hours of footage of him doing just voiceover work that they didn't even use that they could probably make another movie out of. They can make a whole movie of just him just being genie. Yes. I'd see that. All right. So uh, so he's doing two movies now. So Deadshot's gonna have their the Suicide Squad's gonna wait two years. Two years. Yeah. Where's Bad Boy Three's coming to place? I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> I do have an answer for this one. Apparently, Bad Boys for Life is not moving forward. Whew, thank God. But it's not totally dead yet. <sighs> so it wow. couldn't. It could happen between now and fall of a twenty eighteen. And since that, they've made they've written a deal with with uh, Will Smith. They don't have his like timing. They can't say you've got to be on set at this, the, you know, this month right. or this date or whatever. So he can, he pretty much can go look, fellas, I'm doing another movie. Push, you're gonna have to push. Uh, if right. you don't want, if you want me in uh, Suicide Squad, if you Squad, want Deadshot, you gotta wait. Right. And apparently, he b- besides uh, uh, what's her name, the one who plays Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. He's pretty much the main one of the main characters, one of the main cast right. members. They really want Because again, it's Suicide. it's Will Smith. Yes. Yeah. Um. Sweetheart, looks like she's got something to say. Okay. I had two things to say. The first one I don't think matters anymore. The second one, though, I'm kind of glad y'all brought up Will Smith because when y'all were talking about Jonah Hill just a little while ago, I had to. I knew I you knew. You had to refresh your memory who he was? Yes. I knew I knew who he looked like, right? Mm. Y'all were talking about favorite Jonah Hill. Mine personally is Wolf of Wall Street because his teeth creep me out in Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Those big fake ass white teeth. Right. Just looks funny on him. That's not what I, why I brought this up, though. So I was looking at all of Jonah Hill's movies. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? To like, what was he skinny in? What was he fat in? Just like getting my own little knowledge thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I just seen that Jonah Hill is going to be in, wait for it, MIB 23. Really? The only MIB I know of is Men in Black. Right. Now, uh, now why uh, they're calling it 23, I don't know. Well, I'll well, tell you why I'll, it's I'll, MIB I can tell 20. you why, too. Okay. Good. My question is. I didn't know y'all were about to bring Will Smith up because Will Smith is in Men in Black. Right. Is is that the MIB that they're referring no, to? Okay. Because the joke, if you have you seen um, 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street? No. Okay. At the end of 22 Jump Street, there's a whole montage of 23 Jump Street. 23. Like, they plan on doing this series like every sequel is going to have a new number and it's going to be something weird. I think if memory serves me right, 23 Jump Street is Men in Black Jump Street. Well, no, it's it's, it's ac- it actually we, we talked about this about mm, six, seven months ago. Okay. 
we were talking about the fact that they were going to do a crossover with Men in Black and Jump Street. Okay. So those two movies were going to kind of cross over in a way right. where the 22 Jump Street or 20 whatever Jump Street people were going to meet the Men in Black. Okay. And My a, next question, is Will Smith not going to be in this new Men in Black 20-something Jump Street crossover? Um, Clearly he has lots on his plate. I, I don't well, know. Well, I, I don't think it, I don't think it moved forward. I think it got squashed. Uh, oh. I think that was the whole. That's not like, what Jonah Hill's IMDb says. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, well, maybe Will Smith won't be in it because I'm trying to remember. He reluctantly was in the third one. Yes. You know because I didn't even know there was a third. Men yeah, in black. there was a third Men in Black. I don't think I ever seen that. Where one. Will Smith goes back in time. <laughs> because K was it was a uh, mm-hmm. yeah K didn't want to uh, what's his face didn't want to be in it, <coughs> and so they had to think of a plot. And the plot is that he goes back in time and helps young K solve a crime without trying to influence. Because yeah, but wasn't the actor in there? Um, James Brolin. No, yeah, I know James Brolin. Oh, um, um, the original one. Uh, oh, my God. Why is it not? Why is it kill me? Because I'm sure you. I just looked up Will Smith IMDb. Uh-huh. Um, and it actually says that Bad Boys for Life and Bad Boys Four Tommy Lee Jones, by the way, are that's still a, on. Yeah, well, that, that could so. be. And you know what? I do see MIB 23 because Channing, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill are in it. They're the from, guys playing from, from Street. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, uh, I just uh, had to get some names to some faces and some right. movies to some faces and all of that. So. <laughs> you sound like Ka- Kazi there for names and some faces and yeah. some things. Hey, you, you be, you, you you be, have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got no pudding. <laughs> Have a pudding pop. Uh, don't mind the funny taste. <laughs> 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 All right, so what else you got there in the news? Uh, Nintendo. Okay. Uh, apparently was in a lawsuit. I had no idea. <laughs> Since uh, 2013. Did you know this? Uh, not a clue. Why don't you tell me what it was about? Maybe it might jog my memory. Nintendo was ordered to pay $10 million in Wii patent lawsuit. Okay. iLife Technology was uh, had had this motion technology. So if somebody would fall, it would it would alert somebody like a like a health you know care. Okay, like, so it's like the life alert. Like thing? almost they like, but instead of like calling Having the push a button, button, it, it, it would, would motion would would say if somebody fell over. Okay. They would like. Are you okay? Could, you oh, know, do you need you know right. do you need medical assistance? You know, some boys with a box in your in your house would do this. And uh, also for like pregnant women, if they fall, or whatever, and the, the, you know, of course the the baby or whatever, to, to make sure that she the baby doesn't get hurt. So th- apparently they created this technology. Oh, and we and, and, and Nintendo, Nintendo took it because they said that the patent was uh, the, the 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 patent in question, of course, said that the uh, uh, it was it wasn't written prop improperly. So it, they thought that basically the patent was almost invalid. So they could use this technology. So okay. iLife Technology was looking for $4 for every unit they sold. So they were looking for $144 million in damages. So it was $4 each for the 36 million Wii systems uh, sold prior, you know, for, for the lawsuit. Okay, so they're looking for $144 million. Right. And a, a Texas judge uh, <laughs> yeah. issued to pay them $10 million. For the for the for the lawsuit, I guess as of right now, like they should give them. Okay, so the Texas judge went one hundred forty-four million dollars. Lordy, Lord, that's a lie. You get ten million. Is that it? 
Nobody says that. <laughs> well, dip me. Your heart. Well, dip me in shit and call me stinky. That's outrageous. You guys Nobody only get ten minutes. <laughs> dip me in shit. <laughs> what? What in the Sam Hill you guys talking about? I said, I said, boy, boy, boy. I said, boy, one hundred forty-four million dollars. Oh boy, it must be just kind of funny. These guys like to talk, think that way. You get ten million dollars. Ten million dollars, and you'd be like, and you'd like it. <laughs> I just, uh, that's I did not know that. Yes, I mean, I thought that was interesting because I was just like, I can't believe that Nintendo would steal. I mean, I'm not really surprised. I mean, <laughs> let's I let's love, be honest. I, I love the way that I can't believe now. Nah, I can't. Of course, I can believe that. <laughs> well, you you go, you know, like Apple created the touchscreen technology, right? Okay. Everybody else basically like Yeah, they had to wait five years before they went, okay, now the patent's good, let's all do it. Let's all do it, you know. Which the fact is is that when when that happened, Apple put lawsuits on everybody to either like do a cease and desist and no longer have touchscreen technology for your phones, or you pay them a certain amount of money. Right. Now, at the point, the judge said that Apple has the choice to either do one of the two. So Apple could have gone. You know, Samsung, Sony, whatever. Stop! You can't have touchscreen. Yeah, it was tech- smarter. What? I said it was smarter to go. Well, the I'm, other I'm way. not done yeah. yet. You, you right. just cut me off. Sorry, I apologize. She's like my <laughs> wife. <laughs> so, so they either they can go. You know what, guys? Screw you all. We're the only ones that can have that touchscreen technology that everybody wants. So they're gonna have to buy an Apple product from us, and we'll make a score of money, or. You have to pay us a royalty fee for every unit you sell. Which is I, more I, money. I would say, yeah, it's smarter. Well, you know, actually, it's not. I mean, technically, if you're looking at a $600 Apple iPhone to where you're paying maybe like 50 bucks per screen per unit. I hear you, okay? Uh-huh. But at this point, every single phone company is selling touchscreen phones. All of them. Yeah, they would, the all go, they would all go to business. Right. Right. In my head, it's much smarter for Apple to say, okay, pay me a royalty. I mean, you never watch Shark Tank. Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, <laughs> makes he is a royalty motherfucker because yeah, he I know. always talks about how much more money royalties will make you in the long run. Well, the thing is, is that, I mean, it was smart. They actually went with the fact that they, they got the royalties instead of doing the shutting down, right. obviously, because it's been a few years. But the idea of his fact is, is that you could quarter the market on this technology and be the only ones available to have it. Or you could share it with the world and just have royalties come in from every company. Yeah, but at the time, oh, AT and T oh. was also the only ones holding on to iPhone. Oh, oh hold on. I kind of Ed's trying to make Apple sound more nobler than it really is. In my no, 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 I'm not. They're no, like, I'm not. Because I'm <laughs> no, God no. They're like well, they I want to share with hate the world. Apple. Because in my thing is like the the problem with saying quote unquote quartering the market is that you have to assume the market's going to really bow to that. If you only well, no, I mean Apple's smart. That's what I'm saying. I hate Apple. I'm going to start right <laughs> I'm just right out. I hate Apple. Hi, Apple computer that we're sitting in front of. <laughs> the technology is shit ass backwards. I don't know how people fucking deal with it, but they're all like, "Oh, Apple's great." Drink the Kool Aid. That's awesome. It's, yeah, I just, I just say go to movies, and I can make my own film. I can become a. That's Siri, great. why is the thing not working? <laughs> yes. So exactly. But they, well, I mean, like even the people at Apple go, nobody's going to buy six hundred dollar iPhones. Like we, like we're not going right. to be able to produce that many that people would want because we're the 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 sales were probably going to go maybe spike up another two percent 
right. that's it out of what uh, 80% market. You know, we're right. 78% is going to go, fuck this. I'm going to go to a cheap phone. Like a, I'll go back on my flip phone. I'll, yeah. I, if I want to text people, I'll hit the same button three times. I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, I mean, but it's not just the fact that Apple w- could have cornered the market on iPhones, but at for a few years, the only company that, co- that carried iPhones yeah, was, was AT&T. AT&T. So not only did they have to say, okay, who are you going to buy these iPhones, but they have to say, who are AT&T customers? Because for like the first five or ten years that Apple that iPhones were out, Verizon didn't have right. them, T-Mobile didn't have them, yep. Sprint, nobody else had iPhones. I had an iPhone when they were just with AT and T, and put myself in debt over a thousand dollars because of it. <laughs> I know that AT and T are the only ones that had. It. I think they were still singular at the time, like before AT and T even bought. Remember when it was a little orange dude with a little orange head? No, no, yeah. exactly. Oh, okay. I, I was I was an AT and T subscriber, and then they actually. They actually were bought out by Singular, mm-hmm. and Singular, like AT and T, was still there. But everybody who had an AT and T phone switched to Singular. Like all of a sudden, right. like Singular was on the top of my screen said AT and T, and it's the shittiest service yeah, in the was. world. <laughs> right. And they basically went bankrupt because of the thing. And then AT and T goes, Give "We'll help you out." Yeah, yeah. And then they took the technology back, and was you know now it became the stronger thing. But I mean, AT and T at the time was the best. Beats of Verizon by a miles like with their technology and what they could do i was in like a sub basement still could get a signal that like, might be why they had a thing with apple you know like if, if i had apple i would only give it to the best people so like well no a- i mean like you you a, I'm, I'm trust me apple went ever apple went to verizon went to at&t went to like uh, uh sprint went to all those guys and go what can you give me if i give you exclusive very rights right. to this apple iphone and and they all probably gave them shit things where AT and kissed their ass up and down left and right and they go, all right, we're gonna go make it AT and T. It's gonna right. be exclusively for you guys. And then, and you know, but that's the thing. Apple's always exclusivity. It's there is no like, how many how many Apple Mac clones are there? I can tell you how many. None. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero Apple clones are being made today. Zero Apple clones were made last year, and so on, because Apple does not want to give their technology away. They stole it from somebody else, <laughs> but they don't want to give it away to anybody else. So that's why we stole it fair and square. <laughs> Fuck you guys from Xerox. <laughs> hey, what do you say? We got one more in you. I do, but I this is that's as far as I got prepared. So I'm going All to have right. to do this off the cuff. All right, and okay. I'll do. Do you want me to, uh, to do it? Yeah, let's do, do it. Why don't you do a story so that way? Uh, oh, okay. You got you got uh, a, a story uh, that you can use, or yes, uh, he does. He does. And I did not send it to him. He found it on his own. I've done a couple, so I might not. I know he's been doing good. I know, I know he's you know. Well, the only reason why out. I bring that up is because I asked him earlier if he if it was his week and if he was going to talk about something. If not, you can talk about it later because I don't even know how legit it is. And then he said he didn't know if you were going to talk about it. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> that makes me go, well, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a couple stories. Like I said, next week's my week, so I might do, like, the whole Joker stuff next week. Okay. Um, I do have an article uh, about the Disney World has a few secrets that sadly would leak. Okay. Um, I also have the Crow reboot and ad by Sony. Ugh. <laughs> Um, Sony reboot? Sony snap? Oh, you know what? I'll probably bring that one to the yeah, table. Yeah, let's do okay. that one. Yeah, guys, right. I'm kind of curious now. I'm more, I'm more interested <clears throat> in that one. This <laughs> is from Variety. 
Okay, so it's legit. It's a legit story. All right. Um, let me just get the ad here. The Crow reboot and ad by Sony. Uh, the movie will, will be a reboot of the 1994 picture and is aiming to be a more faithful adaptation to the original graphic novel written by James O'Barr, directed by Alex Porres. Uh, the original Crow grossed $50.7 million domestically. Okay. Um, the film has been developed in rel- Relativity Media with various directors and actors for nearly a decade. It's been in limbo since the company went bankrupt. <coughs> um, Jack Houston has been attached to the point as mm-hmm. the lead role. Yeah. Jason Momoa yeah. and mm. current Corinne Hardy were last on board to star as star and director. And while neither is currently attached, sources indicate the studio is interested in making deals if schedules can be sorted. I basically mean if Jason Momoa can stop being Aquaman for a couple of days, he can squeeze the crow in. I'm still not really too happy about that. Uh, yeah, wait, wait. I thought there was another actor. <laughs> no, no. Jason Momoa and Corin Hardy is going to be the director. Oh, uh, yeah. That's I, why I said I, we're, we, we talked about that a while we're, ago. We're last on board as star and director. Okay. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, Highland Film Group and Electrical Shadow previously acquired the rights to finance, produce, and distribute the film. Um, let's see. It just says here, Edward R. Pressman, who produced the original 1994 film starring Brandon Lee, will produce um, alongside Hadadia. That's Samuel Hadadia. Davis Films. Um, the original movie centered on a murdered rock star who was resurrected in order to hunt down his killers. Lee died during the filming of the production. After he shot def- uh, with a defective blank. Uh, Miramax released The Crow, a 1996 sequel, The Crow City of Angels, which starred Vincent Perez as Eric Draven. Momoa is starring as uh, Aquaman in the upcoming Justice League. Hardy's directing New Lines, The Conjuring spinoff, The Nun. <laughs> the, the news was first reported by the Tracking Board. That's it. Basically, Sony went, okay, we'll take that. We'll give it a shot. I... I have a love-hate relationship with that whole concept because I love that original Crow movie so much. And it's like, and now again, it depends on who is the Crow and how they act. You got you got that look on your. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for, I, for I'm waiting for you to, after you stumble through what you're going to say. I'm gonna, <laughs> I am uh, not really sure. I got to see a trailer. Okay. What do you got? I think it's the worst idea ever made. <laughs> um. You know, I know it's been 23 years now since The Crow came out. Right. You know, and to paint a to repaint the picture with from Brandon Lee to a new actor, it's just going to be a bad comparison. No matter how great this actor is going to portray uh, right. the, the, the Crow in this movie, because you go, you're always going to think of Brandon Lee every time. And for me, yeah, yeah I mean, and that's and now, I think it's a lot of people like that. For Stacy, not she's because she's never seen the original. Right. You know, so it's like for me as a, as a fan of the original, I cried during when Brandon Lee got <laughs> shot. Does that help? Sure, it does, Ed. Sure, it does. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I guess. But that's the thing, like, like, like. I mean, like, you look at Jason Momoa, and you're like, mm, he's not going to have a shirt off. <laughs> he's not going to have a shirt off in this movie. You know? And if they do, it's just going to look terrible because it's just like they going to paint him all white, like. Like that's the thing. Like what? What kind of? I mean, yeah. Talk about whitewashing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just all white. Yes. Um. But that's the thing. Like, like you go. I mean, like I don't. I mean, 
I've seen Jason Momoa act, and I, I'm not like that impressed. Here, here's the problem I have with a guy of Jason Momoa's stature, and by, by I mean by height and build, <laughs> is the fact that have you farted recently? Yes, I have. Fucker. More than like thirty seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's catching up. <laughs> um. The problem I have with the Jason Momoa's size and stature of his character is the fact that. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, kids. It's a visual joke done on the radio. I apologize. Stacy, would you like to explain? She can't. Ed took the paper and was flapping in front of his nose, but. <laughs> It looked like he was about to go, I declare I have the vapors. <laughs> no, you had the vapors, and I'm smelling it. <laughs> Woo! I'm sorry. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually I works. I declare. <laughs> I believe you would not You would not take this land from me. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the crow works better as a skinnier leaner fighter mm. than a big broad muscular guy because i like well you think you figure you see this kind of character and he's and he's kind of menacing looking with his face and all with the whole makeup right with the design makeup, of it yeah but the thing is is that like he's a scrawny guy and you're thinking these, these muscular thugs are like i could take him right and then he beats the crap out of him and you're like yeah you know like yeah you don't I mean, fuck with the dead you know? right and with, when you have jason momoa as a, you who he's already intimidating looking Mm-hmm. So to have to be the guy who gets killed and comes back from life, it's like, well, are those guys gonna be bigger or scrawnier? Like, like, is it just gonna be a testosterone fest? Or, like, I I kind of feel like like the actor who plays the crow should be a lean, mean fight machine, not a big hulk of a man. Right. You know. Well, what? Flag on the fucking play, real quick. What? Okay. I like Jason Momoa, so I'm going to stand up for him for just a second. Haven't there been, like, a shit ton of actors that have lost weight and gained weight for, like, certain roles and gone from, like, kind of buff to, like, really fucking scrawny? I mean, there's one that I'm thinking of that, like, looked fucking anorexic, and I can't remember who it was. It was probably Christian Bale for the the machinist, and then he bulked up for Batman. Okay, so in theory, couldn't Jason Momoa, like, unbulk just a little bit? I, I, I've never seen the crow, so I don't know like how unbulky he's supposed to be, but I don't think that that should be like your sole reason for being like I don't like him in this. No, okay. I, again, mm. you have to see the the crow himself because I agree. I agree because he's an average looking guy. He's a rock star. He's not muscular by any shape by any chance. He's a wiry like yeah gaunt love a man like he's he's very thin. Yeah. Very like looks like you could snap him in half. And that like, was in life. And then in death, he still looks the same. All he does was paint his face in a kabuki mask that was at least, you know that had like the lines and the and the frowny face and the smiley face. So it was very like, and he came back and he knew that he couldn't be killed. But he looked, if he were to walk into this room, you would not even think twice about him because he's so average of a person of a human being. And when he came back from the dead. He still looked the same, and except that he was, you know, Bruce Lee's kid. I mean, so you knew he was going to kick some ass and make some names. But the, his opponents, that the people who were the gang that killed him and his fiance, were like biker thug type guys, you know. So they weren't really muscular either, but they were definitely like heavies. 
But I, like I said, I just can't see. It, it's it's. I think it'd be a hard adjustment for Jason Momoa to bulk down, right? Yeah, because of the way he is. I mean, though, he's kept that physique for so long, and for him to lose that physique is to be so hard for him, and he would not look right. Like like, and you're gonna see like skin like because it's gonna be tight and all. Now it's not gonna be tight anymore because the weight's gonna be down. There's not gonna be as much muscle mass on it, so you're gonna have this like flabby skin kind of guy, and you're actually probably gonna go ooh instead of going. Mm. Ooh, no, I don't think so. I think yeah, look at Chris, Chris Pratt used to be kind of doughy, and then he said he stopped drinking beer and actually started doing some workouts to be Star-Lord. He, and, but he, uh, he, he's definitely broad-shouldered. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't, he didn't ever looked broad-shouldered when he was in Park and Recreations or when he ever had in the other movies that he was in. So, I mean, it's, I think it's easier to bulk up than it is to slim down. Always. You know, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, I would, again, have to see a trailer. But having been a fan of the comic book, of the graphic novel, the graphic novel, he's not a, a bulky superhero-looking type dude. Having seen the original Crow, even the other sequels, they didn't have, it, you didn't need to be a superhero f- physique to be the vengeful angel that he was. Okay. You know, like, I mean, as much as, like, I, you know what? He was perfect as Conan. I liked Conan. I mean, his acting wasn't the greatest. But the movie was what it was. It when was he was in Starkey Atlantis, he kind of had a wooden, but that was the character, not right. like his acting ability. It was just, it was, that was the type of character he had, but it was like a wooden kind of uh, dry humor kind of thing to him. So it wasn't like, it was, he was playing the role perfectly for the what he, you know, what they told him to do. So he did it really well. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like, wow, this guy deserves an Emmy, you know, for, for his performance because right. it wasn't like the greatest performance right. ever because of, because it's not like he was, being be able to go beyond his limits mm-hmm. and be able to show a great acting ability type of thing. And like I said, he was good in Conan. You know, I mean, I mean, the first season of Game of Thrones, he was good in. Yeah, but again, it didn't require a lot of range as an actor. Exactly. You know, that's kind of so. That's like, like it's hard to. What made Brandon Lee so good in The Crow was that he was able to emote the pain of losing someone that he loved and the. Um, I'm going to say the guilt that right, he felt if, from if, coming back. If Jason Momoa hasn't been given a role to be able to show that he can do that yet, then how do you know? I, you're right. I, like I said, I again, I you know, I understand like, hey, let's not give him that role to show us what he can do. I, you know, I, like, I, I, I get that. I got some movies close to my heart that I'm like, let's not gamble on that bitch. So I get it. But I'm like, can we just like not cut him out yet? Because I'm sure you're gonna want to see that, and I love every opportunity to stare at Jason well, Momoa. <laughs> okay, I mean, let's take let's take Jason Momoa out of the equation completely, just to have another Crow movie. It doesn't matter who the actor right. is; it's still you're going to compare it to Jason Lee and what happened in 1994 and what that movie meant to a lot of people at that right. time because the mo- the movie continued on after his death. He no, I mean I get it. It's like people comparing. Heath Ledger's Joker to literally everything that is ever going right. to follow. You right. I mean, and it's it's tough. So I and, get that, but that's the thing. Like, like you, you, you for that kind of movie, you can't do that. Like, they should just start looking if they want to rehash movies. Go to like the silent film era. I'm suddenly not. It sounds ridiculous, but like, like they there was a call them called the wedding the wedding chasers where it was uh, Chris O'Donnell playing this movie. Right, I remember that movie. And didn't do so well. Didn't do so well, movie. right? But it was based <laughs> off of a 1920s silent film, right? Where Buster Keaton, it was the same kind of scenario almost, and all these women were chasing after him throughout the movie, and all this crazy annex of buildings 
falling over him. Of course, he was standing perfectly where the window was, and he'd right, fall over, right. and he'd run away, and all that kind of stuff. And all these women are like thousands of women in, in wedding dresses or hundreds of women in wedding dresses running after him through the whole movie. And that was the, the premise. And they just – when they did it with the Chris O'Donnell, they extended it with, with uh, a plot, a, a plot and, a, <laughs> and an actual dialogue to it. And it didn't do so well, but I mean, like they they tried. But I mean, like that's what they should be like looking for. Like, go for like a nineteen forties movie that was probably like a like a so so drama, and like let's see what you can amp that up to, and you All know, right. bring that kind of stuff to the forefront. I mean, when you get to something like nineteen ninety four, I mean, like a lot of people have been still around that are fans of this film. Well, I also too think that the the Eric Draven Crow had a time period, and then. The, the creator, James O'Barra, actually created other crows. There's a female crow. Mm. I mean, in an era where, like, everyone wants to have equal kind of rights for movie stars, I would gladly pay my cash money for a female crow. Yeah. Like, I mean, sure. Um, I don't know. Just something. It's just, I don't know. Again, cause maybe because the movie does feel so personal to me that it's it's one of those, like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm okay with the sequels. Sequelize it. Make it another crow movie yeah. in the series. But just don't go back and retell the first one because because you're this is gonna sound maybe kinda bad, maybe. I don't know. I just kinda feel like when you have an onset tragedy like that, to remake that movie oh, it's almost kinda like in poor taste. Mm-hmm. Because Brandon Lee gave his life for that movie on set. Yeah. And I mean and it just kinda feels like I mean, people who now are like, I don't know him. Fuck him. I don't care. Like, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. But the people, like you said, who, who saw that movie and know, like, it was the first time digital face implanting was, was done. Right. It was to be able to make this final picture. You know, it, it just kind of feels like maybe that's just one you shouldn't. Right. You shouldn't mess with. You know, no. Like, I mean, I know that we just had recently, like, it was a death on the set of Deadpool 2 with a, with a stunt that's woman. Right. You know, and while that's a, a shame and a tragedy, no one's remaking Deadpool 2 at the moment. Like, right. you know, that seems to be its ongoing problems. I just think that when an actor dies like that, I don't know. Like I said, again, it could be just because it's personal to me. I mean, it's a personal to a lot of people, and I think I just think it's it's too soon. Like, I mean, like give it like another thirty years or something like that. Like, make it make it like the fiftieth anniversary and like, right, you know, yeah. and, and do it that way, kind of thing. Because after a while, you go. It would, it's already been done. You know, it's not that old of a movie. It doesn't look that dated. I mean, of course, I haven't seen it in a while, so I have to while I watch yeah, I, it. I don't think it was dated at all. You like, know, so you get that. It's that gritty kind of, and it was a really enjoyable movie. I mean, like yeah. I, you know, and I was, I was really touched by that movie. It really, really meant you know a lot to me. And then when you see or something like that, you're going. It it just feels like they're just cheapening the whole effect, the whole design of it, yeah. and doing that. Like I said, you're, you're right. Make it sequel. Sequelize it. Make it another character. Yeah, like when they made a second one, I didn't care. I'd be like, really? All right, I get it. They make, they, you know, the first one made money, you know, um, for the most part. I was a little, I, to be honest with you, was a little, you know, kind of like. like mm, I didn't back. like the actual movie itself. Yeah. I thought, believe it or not, I thought the third one, I think, was better. Mm-hmm. With, um, you know, was it. Nicky Pop. With Nicky Pop. I liked that one. Yeah. Um, the one with they had with David Boreanaz in it as the bad guy and yeah. the kid from Terminator Two was the crow. Yeah, I thought that wasn't wasn't horrible, but it was definitely played a little bit too comic booky for me. Mm-hmm. But it it had nothing to do with the original. It, yeah, like you can have multiple crows because the idea is that that that's an avenging angel to come back to avenge the love the, the death of a loved one. Yep, 
So you can have it be anybody. Mm -hmm. So that's why I kind of feel like, you know, if if he is or not. All right, what do you say we got to kill this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to Geeksters Live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. And as always, if you want to catch the rebroadcast of the show or past shows, you can go to our website, wordswithgeeks.com, or go to the About section on both our website and our Facebook page to find all the other places. Or you can go to iTunes and Google Play Music, and it's all there for you. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Well, there you have it. Um, you know what's funny? I forget there's a little side story I've had to tell you. I'm at work, uh, and my job has to deal with video games. Yes. Right? Well, on the propaganda film, machine behind us mm. they're coming up in october is the new south park game the fractured butthole right nice. and the girl has to kind of intro the game in a way to not get in trouble because you say the fractured butthole it sounds like you're saying butthole you know yeah and not two words it's b-u-t-w-h-o-l-e <laughs> so my co-worker janice she was like that's gonna be kind of tough to do and i'm like i don't know you kind of have to shatter it up you know and she's like what do you mean i'm like you can do it like are you with the to pre-order the the fractured butt hole, like or the eject to sh- uh, you know the fractured butt hole, like <laughs> you kind of have to pause a little bit, talk like Shatner, bob your shoulders up and down while you put your hands out. <laughs> fractured butt hole. Exactly. See, yes. problem was is after like the next two to three minutes, I couldn't get out of Shatner mode, so. <laughs> I'm starting to have that problem lately because, you know, I entertain myself with the voices when I'm by myself. So I fell into a Shatner kind of cadence while I was normally talking. It was weird. It was like, hi, can I help you with anything? (laughs) I don't know what game you want for what system? Xbox One or PS4? <laughs> uh, it's time for Call of Duty World War Two. <laughs> Pre-order now, and you can get access to the beta. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, I just it was, a, it was a cute little side story. Yes. I wanted to throw in there. It's like a little bonus material. Yeah, here's Sean Shitty Shatner. <laughs> Shitty Shatner. <laughs> It's this fractured butthole. <laughs> I'm start mixing it up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's time for Geeksters. <laughs> I can work. <laughs> <sighs> it's time to dim the lights and light the candles. It's Ed. And Sean, it's a geeksters. <laughs> that would is that better? That's better. I'm gonna have to come out and do the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna shatner the intro now. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> see how that works for a little while. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, hope you enjoyed it. 
I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed doing it. Yeah. If you did like the show, and you want to catch the show live, you can on Sunday nights around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Search out Aquanet Radio and those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. That's right. And I did want to give a couple shout-outs, if I can remember. Okay. Here we go. Because um, I knew we got one today that yes. I wanted to uh, a like. So I figured if they're going to like us, they might as well hear their name. Tell me how much we appreciate their, excuse me, their joyfulness. There is, okay, I'm going to say there's a, I did Nathan, Nathan, well, I mean, I, I addressed Nathan Price. Yes. Uh, Victoria Oliveri. Okay, uh, thank you. There's a Tracy Coleman Bjorkland. Thank you for liking the show. Uh, there's a Wards Pereira. Thank you. <laughs> there's Daniel Toombs or Thooms. Nice regular name. Yes. But this is the one I got a question about. Okay. I don't know if you saw this one. Opposition leader. <laughs> like, uh, is that the leader family? Like, we want to name her kids. Opposition. Um. It might be just like a nickname or a, a code name that he uses for everything, like all his tagging, you know. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Um, definitely a big, uh, I'm going to say, um, he looks like he uh, does some recreational stuff, Ed. Okay. According to his uh, profile picture, I'm just going <laughs> to say he that. He's a botanist. Yes. Obviously. Um mm. I'm sure he's pretty good at it. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just like, all right. That's a healthy looking lawn. That's a healthy looking. That's garden. a healthy looking lawn. Yep. A garden there. Yep. I hope you. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I'm. I, you know, all right. You can um, do it. More power to you. Tally must be his best friend. Stop fighting. Just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so, thank you, OL. Because we're tight like that now. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I call him Op Lead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for liking our page. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. It's Geeksters, usually on Sunday nights, starting around 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m. Aquanet Radio. Geeksters Center Time on Aquanet Radio. Dot com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen on the page or heard in the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S H A. W-N. See? You, your janitor is better when you start doing the hand motion. The hand motion, yeah. Yeah, like, see, when you sit there and you just kind of go, I need to talk like Shatner. You can't. You got to do the, the You got to do the, Spock, I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, well, on that note, folks, we'll see you next week.